everybody black. <laughs> I am. Betting on black tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Black Mentality. I am in a good mood, so welcome to Black Mentality, where we aim to intersect our daily black experiences with our mental health needs. What does that mean? If you don't know by now, it's basically trying to achieve a state of mental wellness in this economy as a black person. Now, before I always begin, I'd like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the traditional owners of this nation. I'm coming to you from Darug and Gandagara land. Now, today I really want to talk about individuality, which is basically the state of or quality of being an individual, particularly of being a person who's separate from other people. So actually being able to possess my own thoughts, my own needs or goals, rights and responsibilities, that kind of thing. So that's the direction I really wanted to take this um, conversation today. Um, thank you, by the way, for listening <laughs> in general. And um, definitely had a great run last time with um, the previous podcast where I had Nessa on. It was amazing, by the way. She was such a blast and she was like my first ever guest. So I really appreciated that. And um, I couldn't have asked for a a great person to actually share the stage with per se yes i just wanted to sort of give you guys feedback in terms of like what we were talking about last time so we were just more or less talking about loving on our black selves and then i asked you guys how you felt after feeling that episode and well it wasn't just that episode per se it was for other episodes as well because i just wanted to get a general sense about how you guys feel about the podcast so far is it meeting some of your needs are you getting something out of it type of thing um that actually came out after i had a conversation with one of my um sisters i would call her and yeah we she told me that she felt relaxed after the podcast and i was like wow that's quite interesting because I, I didn't i suppose intentionally do that but either way i'm very pleased that that was the outcome that she had so I asked you guys as well, took to the polls again, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> then I asked you guys, how did you feel after episode one? Kind of gave you only two options. I've noticed that people really do not like to give me free text responses, hence the <laughs> polls that I bring out. But anyway, so episode one got people feeling empowered and excited. Great. There were a few people that were just like, just another podcast. And I was like, you know what? I did ask for it. But either way, I'm more than happy that. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like the one single person. I don't even know if I should be airing this out. But like, it's like this one person who's literally just been saying the same thing over and over. And they were quite consistent quite consistent in actually giving me negative feedback or, or very non-constructive feedback i would call it because i don't think it's a negative definitely entitled to opinions but either way then i asked you guys second episode y'all said that you knew your identity already and so that was about 56 percent of you then 44 actually were like i got them thinking about that i think it's great to hear that like people actually had um i suppose a surety and certainty into their um identity i really actually admire that i love it 
love it love it love it then um i asked everyone how they felt about episode four kind of gave them a few more responses there um so i did say do you feel empowered provoked relaxed indifferent and i had the majority of them saying they felt relaxed um in that they were feeling confident that they're not alone or feeling comforted in knowing that they're not alone so that was really nice actually after um episode three which was about i suppose recognizing our own achievements and then episode four shifting my colorist views so i asked again four responses for this one um whether people felt like i stirred the pot on that one i reflected their thoughts and feelings towards colorism already um that they also shifted their own um colorism views or nothing really happened then i had a lot of people that said you reflect my thoughts and feelings towards this topic already so that was great again then um episode five which was about davo so racial gaslighting um i asked people do you feel educated validated equipped in terms of like getting skills and stuff or indifferent and then i had most people actually saying validated because they felt that yeah they weren't imagining racial gaslighting too so that, that was nice yeah and then i asked about episode six which was with me and nessa about loving on our black ass selves most people actually said that i had them th- well nessa and i had them thinking and reflecting on their own lives a little bit more in terms of like how they're actually loving on themselves a bit more yeah so again as always i appreciate the feedback and i love creating dialogue um i've always said it give me feedback give me um particular responses that you would like me to address even questions like more than happy to have questions so that we can really get to know each other i suppose yeah yeah but anyway as you know game time today for the game it's actually going to be a little bit different um it's going to require your imagination i would say um i actually want you guys to visualize a dartboard if you've ever <laughs> watched um darts it's when you have basically a dartboard that has a bullseye in the center right and you basically always want to throw some darts or basically pointy ended sticks <laughs> that's what they are um towards this dartboard and actually make sure that you hit the bullseye so that's how you get more points but I want you to imagine that from the bullseye, there are about six rings or six circles that are actually extending outward. So basically from the center, the circles will keep getting wider and wider. So imagine that when they get wider, that's uh, up to six circles, basically, or six rings, if you like. The reason for this is that I want you to now sort of picture what I'm saying. Um not picture what i'm saying <laughs> basically i want you to be able to um i suppose visualize that you will be throwing this dart at this dartboard whenever i say a statement so when i give you a series of statements um relating to your values which are basically things that you find important or what matter to you or how you would like to behave long term i want you to now imagine that after I've mentioned this statement, throw the dart um, on this dartboard. The closer you are to the center, or if you are within the bullseye, so right in the center, 
that means you agree with that statement and that means you're you believe that you actually align your life with you according to your values so if you throw this dart into the bullseye you're basically living a life that is aligning with your values if you don't necessarily think you agree with a statement and you don't think you live according to your values then you have this power to make sure that you throw this dart anywhere that's not within the bullseye so remember you've got six rings that you can throw in as well so you can actually um throw it in the outer ring or in close to the bullseye you decide where you place it but just for context i'll say maybe yes we'll use a scale of up to six six basically is um outside in the outer ring and then bullseye is basically one so just to make it a bit easier in that sense so i'll read these questions um and then i'll go back and i'll answer so i'm giving these questions to you so that you guys can sort of play along as well so i'll begin now i am working in a job that serves my purpose the education that i have or am still receiving is providing me with the skills and knowledge that matter to me bit of a mouthful <laughs> i regularly partake in leisurely activities that i enjoy and are just fun i take a regular r and r time to unwind r and r is rest and relaxation i regularly engage in activities that foster my spirituality and sexuality i have a balanced diet sleep schedule and i maintain my physical and mental health i cultivate my personal growth i offer the best version of myself to my friends family and partner i contribute meaningfully to the community oh very sultry there <laughs> anyway so now i'm gonna read the questions again and then answer because i've kind of given myself time to think as well by the way i am working in a job that serves my purpose um imaginary dot going to the second ring so basically number two um the education that i have or am still receiving is providing me with the skills and knowledge that matter to me two again the second ring i regularly partake in leisurely activities that i enjoy and are just fun uh would say throwing the dot at in between two and three i take regular r and r time to unwind girl yes i will go into number two though because i don't think i balance that sometimes <laughs> i regularly engage in activities that foster my spirituality and sexuality hmm. could have been two questions because two different responses but i think in general um i would have to go to number two again second ring um i have a balanced diet sleep schedule and i maintain my physical and mental health that is a strong in between number one and number two so just in the middle of that i cultivate my personal growth um i would throw the dot to the second ring I offer the best version of myself to my friends, family and partner. Hmm. I would like to say yes. Like bullseye. 
but I would say, oh, in between, no, number two, <laughs> second one. <laughs> I can't, I swear if my friends and family damn say anything different, we'll have some serious things to talk about outside. Um, I contribute meaningfully to the community. I would say I'm about a three on this one. The third ring. Doop. That was the dot landing on the third one. <laughs> so yeah, so give it a go. Um, this is an interesting exercise just to actually see where you're at when, when it comes to living according to your values. And remember, like I said, the further away you place the dot from the bullseye, bulls, bullseye, um, it symbolizes that you're not living as closely to your values, which is fine because then there's always room to work on things if that's what you want to do. Moving on to food for thought, I chose Claude McKay, who was a Jamaican writer and poet. Um, he was very influential and quite um, a seminal piece in the Harlem Renaissance, where it was basically an intellectual, social and artistic literally literary wow cannot speak english inglesio um literally movement uh where yeah like for a lot of black people that were living in harlem at the time so if you are aware you you know what i know anyway so the quote he has in particular was something that obviously resonates with today's topic so he said if a man is not faithful to his own individuality, he cannot be loyal to anything. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. If a man is not faithful to his own individuality, he cannot be loyal to anything. Ain't that something? <laughs> I chose the quote, so obviously ain't that something. But I really actually, like I really like this quote because it emphasizes that importance of being rooted in yourself again before committing to anything else like i've always 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 i suppose emphasized and promoted the i was going to say development but that's lack of a better word um but i suppose the forging of one's identity especially as a black person that is not dictated by society so we are surrounded by that so I strongly encourage being rooted in your sense of self, being aware of your identity, forging it however you want. Remember, we talked about the layers of identity in the first um, episode. So that's what I'm relating to in a sense that, yeah, it's difficult to actually um, commit or to actually have a sense of uh, belonging, I suppose, to certain areas or certain places if you don't have an actual understanding of who you are as a person like at the basic level you know so i really appreciated that quote so his work did also focus on uh, individuality in a sense and i remember they were talking about how he was in the communist party but because that actually hindered his ability to critically and freely think he actually left as a result so i was like yes individuality <laughs> but anyway betting on black so this really goes out to all the individuals that are currently challenging the notion that blackness is a monolith so 
the people I've chosen basically exude this aura of being their authentic black selves and they're quite unapologetic about it. There are several people that I can highlight for this category, but again, I could only want to essentially nominate several people in my own life. For example, um, I've got people like Sarah, Eben, and Chrissy, just to name a few people that are quite authentic in themselves. And then outside of my circle, um, I suppose before I move outside my circle, I have to preface that obviously I'm just naming a few people for all the friends that listen. But obviously your name will come up one day. And you know, I appreciate all of you. <laughs> but anyway, outside my circle, I've noticed people in Australia like um, call me Judea. So she's such a talented as Niger educated DJ. Then there's Tem Ghazi, who's a proud South African singer, rapper. And Henrietta, she's a proud Ghanaian who's who I'm personally rooting for to become a great and successful actress. Then there's Massey as well, who's also an actress, or I think she um, calls herself an actor, presenter and model. So I'm also rooting for them as well. Then we've got um, Dr. Tinasha Lune. Lune? Wow. Lune? I was like, I was about to say Dune. That's why I was like, what (laughs) but anyway she's a Zimbabwean lecturer at WSU who amplifies the voices of marginalized communities so you can imagine duh and there's the two Sydney Silas that um basically it's it's a non-profit organization sorry if I'm getting it wrong but like the two Sydney Silas have always been around and I've, I've some somewhat like known about them for a long time that's why i was like is it an organization i'm not sure but it's a very much um multifaceted um group run by wanyika and niwa both who are proud and fashionable african women from tanzania and kenya then outside of course my feminine gaze there are men such as pharrell from biased reality and connected by stories podcast um black boy creates the youtube channel and cobbler photography and all three of these people um create a dialogue and through their work they actively challenge the stereotype or archetype that's prescribed to black men so you can imagine a lot of people to bet on really when it comes to expressing and promoting individuality even though this topic is actually about individuality it's also worth mentioning that like i've just praised all these people because Part of what what makes me unique and all of us as black people is our ability to experience and champion collectiveness. It may not seem like there's unity at times, which is partially true, I would say. However, every black person is inherently aware of what I mean when I say it takes a village to raise a child because we have this sense of intrinsic um, collectivism, you know, something just flew at me, but we have this sense we're inherently wired to be collective and that's something that's been passed on from generation to generation i'd even argue that there might even be a um genetic link to that but hey i'm just um theorizing right now but anyway let's talk black so how did i come up with this conversation about individuality i was basically having a conversation with myself the other day as you do when you're checking up on yourself and 
I was just pondering on the thought where I kind of identified that I don't particularly fit in and I'm okay with that. When I say fitting in, I was referring to more so the fact that I didn't feel like, I suppose, I was your typical black person and hells to the no would ever fit into this uh, white Australia or even... I don't know, whatever you want to call it, Australian community. I don't particularly fit in that way. So long story short, I was just thinking about how in our society today, we see people superficially hyping individuality. Like, for example, on social media, you'll see be the best version of yourself or do whatever you want. But really underneath those layers, I've personally seen more promotion of conformity. Like this was... I would say more prominent in the form of trends on social media. So when I say promote, it's because it was quite evident that like with popularity contests on social media, the trendier you are or the more socially palatable that you are, the more praise you received in the form of likes, followers or collaborations. So that's why I thought, hey, there's more promotion of conformity rather than individuality in a sense. But in saying that, I'm also seeing a shift where obviously um for 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 great reasons people that are very unique are actually getting um i suppose more success more deals i would say yeah so there is some shift that i'm also noticing then but anyway so i was like how did i truly remain authentic on social media and in real life and i came to the conclusion that i'm pretty much grounded in the person that i am so i proper consider myself just to be quite chilly like I that's how I view myself and I just feel like okay like if that's the case then how do I remain true to myself um, and still follow trends on social media for example my answer was yes I can actually do that and still remain myself because it's all about the balancing act for example Instead of just clowning around on social media um, and in real life, which is something I clearly enjoy, if you've ever seen me, I'm such a goofy person. It's like not even funny, but I love that. But I goof around, but I also balance that by being conscious. And I talk about topics that tend to make people, including myself, quite uncomfortable. And I do this when things are not trending. And for for example, I'd say with the whole um, BLM and with, I suppose, things happening in Zimbabwe as well, I, I take a step back, especially when people are actually talking about it as well, because I'm like, this is great. The dialogue is continuing on and I work behind the scenes more so in, and like I've mentioned, like the way I particularly um, respond to these things, donating, writing things or having conversation constantly about it like and also making sure i pay attention to myself but anyway that's besides the point um i do actually thrive off fostering dialogue in general so and i'm keen to always hear people evolving their thoughts um so that's why when i say like i like to be conscious about um the things that i talk about it's yeah the things that might not be trendy or that I suppose make people uncomfortable but then I really dislike it when people then say oh you're too political because that is some serious gaslighting that's going on there to be honest um 
like for me i'm like obviously if there wasn't oppression or some serious injustice in the world then you would catch me on that same high that you're riding in the face of injustice huh <laughs> like you know what i mean so i'm not saying that you can't enjoy your life um and i would never dictate how you are supposed to leave lead your life like just in general to anyone but like i mentioned before i know how to enjoy life such as like traveling and whatnot and i know how to balance it because again i've root myself in this reality um in that as long as one of us isn't free then we aren't all free and i suppose freedom looks different to each person but most black people would know what i mean by that i would say but anyway so to add a bit of research into this, I found an article by Daphne Habibis and her colleagues. And by the way, before I go any further, I couldn't confirm whether Daphne was indi- um, indigenous or not. So I-, I can't give you that information, but this is an Australian article. Yes. Imagine, guys, because I really, as, as I told you, I really want to promote more Aussie-based um, research by Africans and um, First Nations peoples and then expand to, I suppose, the uh, African continent and then the US. That's generally my tactic when I look for these things. Anyway, the article in question was, was called Telling It Like It Is, Aboriginal Perspectives on Race and Relations, Race Relations. In this, First Nations people from the Larrakia Nation were asked to provide their views on racial relations with white Australia. By the way, I'm really giving it an overview that is not, it's quite basic, by the way, but there's a full on um, description that they gave. But anyway, um, a theme that was quite interesting for me and aligning with my topic today was this notion around white values of individualism and materialism being quite problematic from the participants (laughs) oh my gosh this is what happens when you you get tongue twisters in it but anyway from the participants um perspective they admired that white australians had some values that were quite suppose useful in the sense that like they had goal setting they had values of education and hard work and self-discipline however they perceived that their values of individualism and materialism were problematic and quite damaging for people and communities um i'm just reading some summaries um that i made based on this so there was this strong theme that there was a pressure to be materialistically successful And it came at the expense of connection to family and resulted in loneliness and high levels of stress. It made people selfish and reluctant to share in the face of need. Wow, that is, that is like parallels right there. Because I, I am such an, like, I get consumerism, but I'm actually quite, I'm not anti, but I try to actually remove myself. I've become more minimalist in a sense, which I know is a, coming from a privileged point of view. But I've actually, um, I would like to say that I've actually really tried to reduce the amount of, let's say, purchasing of um, clothing that I do. And if I do purchase clothing, it's only from African brands, to to, to be fair. So in saying that i definitely understand um 
what they were saying in terms of like obviously materialism is quite problematic but i also think an important factor to really consider here is did you see how they said the pressure to be materialistically successful came at the expense of connection to family and also what is this yeah like it's actually again when i said parallel like this is exactly something that plagues um african communities i can speak for zimbabwe in particular that people particularly enjoy showing their success rather than actually um i suppose celebrating it within themselves rather than having to display it almost as a way of getting external validation but not dissing anyone or anything but like this is something that i've just observed and i've always um i suppose understood more from a psychological point of view that like it's about trying to elevate the status you know for some people but for some people it's about hey maybe they just need to flex what they got you know <laughs> but yeah that was interesting anyway furthering um what i was saying before the participants saw that white people what do they say white people valued having a smart car or home more than they valued looking after family and friends oh hey hey some respondents described being tired of being judged for not buying into the consumer culture or because they put family ahead of work or saving money this is quite interesting because i've had conversations with friends about how especially as um a second generation i would say in australia where our parents obviously migrated here we kind of grew up here so priorities have shifted where we're like yes we look after family but our priority is not about looking after family behind there it's also about trying to generate and create wealth here because we are looking to be in this space long term right so it is so interesting i think i'd like to hear other people's perspective on this I think in general it's yeah it's I would say they shouldn't be judging for sure um because it's like if someone doesn't want to buy into the consumer culture which yes is currently taught, um I suppose popularized by social media at the moment if you remember what I was saying about trends and stuff and then being able to say true to yourself there is that pressure for a lot of people to actually um you know buy into this consumer culture um as a as I suppose as a reward or as a, a mechanism of being able to stay popular or to stay in touch with or I, I suppose not to stay in touch but to 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 get the benefits of being part of the trend you know so yeah it's so interesting so so interesting then there is the upside though that especially with the not saving money and taking care of family i suppose it keeps us in that loop of that suffering olympics in that but i suppose again it's balance because i would argue that some people would definitely benefit from being able to um like you know again with that collectivism aspect actually maybe i'm kind of lost for words right now but like being able to make sure that you know part of their um values are being met by being able to actually contribute meaningfully to the family members for example so yeah that could be a reason but anyway more so moreover uh many also contrasted their appreciation of a more moderately paced lifestyle with the constant demands of white ways 
They valued their freedom to be who they are and not to be controlled by white rules that require them to become a different person. Oh, yes, that there is part of individualism that I'm talking about. However, they also talk about the individualism of white Australian culture was perceived as rewarding, self-promoting and self-serving behavior. In white culture, it is culturally acceptable to put yourself first, even when it is not fair or right to do so. For this reason, some respondents said engaging with white Australians could be stressful and they had difficulties trusting them. I agree with the part where they definitely say that, yeah, you can't trust anyone that puts themselves first, even if it's not fair for anyone else or right to do so. And I think that's something that we as Africans, or at least the people that are close to me, I'm aware that our value of family is quite strong in that sense where I don't think that we would watch our family suffer and not think twice about it in a sense. Like generally, we're very much proactive about actually trying to make sure that, again, we don't leave anyone behind most of the time. So, yeah, that was I, I really enjoyed that article, to be honest. Um, so that was a bit of a snippet, especially that particular um um theme about individualism but i chose this article because it offers that contrasting view to my own about being able to balance individualism and collectivism so they were mainly on the side of yeah white individualism which is quite different yeah we have to think of it in different terms because again i think whiteness as a culture is quite different to white obviously like i've been preaching blackness is not a monolith but there is some similarities across black cultures when it comes to that collectivism, you know. So that's why I'm like saying that like we definitely know how to balance that. I would like to say that we know how to balance it. I say this because I value technically being authentically true to myself um, by personally viewing that individualism is more of the ability for me to be able to prioritize my free thinking and my needs whilst actually balancing this consideration for others. So like what they were saying, they viewed it as more the individualism was at the expense of other people, but I'm not seeing it in that way. And I think that's a worthy consideration to note in terms of our differences in thinking. But anyway, um, this particular, I suppose, way of um individualism works well for me because i can go against the grain in regards to gender or beauty standards or preferred and palatable black feminine archetypes but still i know how to hold regard for the collective needs or actions of black people a prime example of that is how i personally believe that some black men are quite questionable on their stance of <laughs> on issues regarding black women right or issues that affect black women and i personally don't believe that they're worth my emotional labor but in a way the my own personal views or feelings towards those black men i know how to balance them because i know how to critique them while simultaneously actually being able to fight for the bigger cause, which is eradicating the genocide of black people. So that's my take on individualism. And hopefully you guys have your own take. I would like to actually hear more about that anyway. But as you know, I always try to end on a mental health tip. And 
earlier I did ask you guys to determine whether you live a life that aligns to your values by mentally placing a dart on a dartboard to symbolize whether you are close to the bullseye, which is, yes, I'm perfectly living according to my values or actually moving to the outer rings until you get to the sixth ring, which is the outer one. And that kind of tells us that you're not really living according to your values. But again, this is a self-reflective exercise, but you can do it with friends too. But anyway, there was a method to my madness as always, which is that a life lived according to your values is one aspect of truly authenticating yourself. Ain't that nice? Very soothing right there. I was trying to really bring on the soothing voice. But anyway, my mental health tip is that if you're unsure about what is important to you, clarifying this is actually something that can actually um, be useful for you because you can ask yourself some questions or experiment to find out what are the things that you say or do with a lot of conviction so things like oh okay so how do I feel about um, let's say my work what is the driving force behind me doing this work am I enjoying it um, what do I find to be important from what I'm doing on my work for example those are the questions you can ask yourself or it's like okay if I'm trying to have fun what things actually bring me joy what is it that helps me unwind and makes me feel good you know what I mean in terms of sexuality am I free or am I allowing myself to be free to experience certain things am I able to experiment that kind of thing am I comfortable with having these conversations with my partner or whoever I might be having a sexual relationship with all those questions anyway once you clarify check to see whether you're actually living according to these values again so you can do that exercise that we just did and have your imaginary bullseye or just grade things or rate them per se and if you're not again living according to your values then check what is actually causing that dissonance actually ask yourself questions again like what is stopping me right now why am i still stuck in this i suppose limbo that I don't necessarily feel like I could be living my best life, you know. So ask yourself those questions. And then I would say for me, an example is that I did realize that I had some health anxieties, which are somewhat <laughs> maintained by my professional training, where I always assume the worst prognosis. But anyway, on introspection, I realized that I had reduced the amount of exercise or strenuous activities I was actually engaging with. So this didn't always sit well with me because part of those activities is what I did to actually get in touch with nature, for example, because I really value being out in nature because it's also my ancestral connection, you know. But anyway, I realized that I was essentially not doing the things that I valued like that, being out in um, nature and even going for a run for example in fear that I was going to have this health problem that only ever happened once but in my mind it would happen like you know so it's one of those things the mind is powerful but nonetheless I figured it out um, worked through some mental obstacles that I was having um, subconsciously and I basically had this mindset that if I, I suppose let's say went for a run I might experience chest pain but then when I actually 
work through all this subconscious um, stuff that I was going through. That's when I realized that like obviously I was misinterpreting or trying to analyze these things more so than what they needed to. The t- when I actually started allowing myself to experience just yes the chest pain that might come with exercise I was just like okay cool like this is normal this is acceptance and these things will happen so I'm not necessarily going to um I suppose be restrict myself as a result or allow this to um change the way I live my life so once I sort of changed that mentality I was able to I suppose connect again with the things that I love to do like nature being able to um partake in activities that help me unwind that maintain my physical health as well so yeah really question what is stopping you from living a life that's according to your values and then you can always clarify your values as well as you go but anyway guys let's come to an end um so i just want to give you a brief summary basically we played a game which i encourage you all all to do make sure you play that bullseye game or darts as they like to call it but basically it was mental imagery right where i wanted to check um with you guys if you feel like you live according to you live your life according to your values so that's something that like you guys can do as well and then we also kind of went through this quote by claude mc McKay that really got me thinking about how inauthenticity really reflects and impacts our relational capacity and then um, we talked about uh, my African or black sense of collectivism that shows up when I was really betting on all those people in my immediate circle and in Australia who constantly emphasize a value of being unique so that's something as well then Of course, um, our Let's Talk Black segment was just really emphasizing about balancing being able to, um, I suppose, hold that uniqueness within yourself and prioritizing your needs, but then being able to actually balance that with consideration for other people, which is inherent in our African collectivism. And then mental health tip, of course, clarifying your values, really trying to see again whether you're living according to it, because that really enhances being authentic to yourself. So like always, tell me what you thought. I also put some um, handles for all the people I mentioned in the podcast today. And I would also put my handle and tell you right now, lol. <laughs> so you can always find me at blackmentality underscore on Instagram and Twitter send me questions send me responses you know i'm always interested in fostering this dialogue between us and i love to hear different opinions i thrive off having conversations it is amazing but as always have a lovely time guys keep living a life that is very meaningful and that's according to your values deuces